Assalamu alaikum everybody and welcome to a new episode of Muslima Podcast. I'm Asma and today I'll be talking to the youngest elected Muslim official in the United States right now, Bushra Amuela. Bushra serves on the school board in Skokie, which is right outside of Chicago. She is the daughter of Pakistani immigrants and she is 22 years old. Bushra is seriously a role model for me. She has gotten so much done at such a young age and had such an impact on the community around her. Make sure to check out the Hulu documentary featuring her called Our America Woman Forward. Um, and with Without further ado, let's get to the interview. Assalamu alaikum, Bashra. Hey, welcome, Sam. Thanks so much for that lovely introduction. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well, alhamdulillah. Thanks for asking. Super excited to be on today. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to have you. Um, as we all know, Bushra is the youngest elected Muslim woman. Um, she's going to be in a documentary soon. We have so much to talk about. And this is really an experience that I think we can all um, learn from and be inspired by. So Bushra, just to start us off, what inspired you to run for office? And what were some things about the journey that you didn't necessarily expect? Yeah, absolutely. So the first part about how I sort of got involved into politics and running for office was I was involved with five different nonprofit organizations, the five days of the week, uh, all for different causes and issues that I cared about, everything from poverty to hunger to homelessness to food insecurity to educational inequality. And I worked at a different nonprofit around each of these issues. And I found that nonprofit work, although super valuable, is quite the temporary solution to a lot of these issues. And what I found was that the best way to make long-term practical change is through public policy. So because of that, I took an AP government and politics class my senior year of high school and wanted to see what politics entailed. And around that time, a lot of my friends took that class with me as well. And many of them shared that um, they would be voting for Donald Trump to be president. And I wanted to understand like what that meant, what that looked like, like what issues uh, people of the Republican Party care about to the point where they can compromise some of Trump's um, anti-Islamic, anti-Muslim rhetoric and still have a Muslim friend, for example. Right. So I wanted to work for the most powerful Republican in the state of Illinois. I wanted to get a firsthand look of what it meant to be Republican. And I found that our U.S. Senator at the time, Senator Mark Kirk, was Republican and decided to be his field intern where I would go door to door to Republican voters as homes and ask them a series of five questions. And later the Kirk team would shape policy around those questions. And um, it was someone on that campaign that saw leadership ability and potential in me that I definitely did not see in myself at the time. And they asked me to run for public office. I was, you know, 18. I just turned 19 and became a freshman in college. And I was like, you know what? Like ignorance is bliss. Like I have no idea what I'm getting myself into, but let's do it. Like, why not? Um, kind of went along with it. And this leads me to answer the second part of your question, which are some of the things that were unexpected. And I definitely think the biggest thing that was unexpected was how um, the Democratic Party had certain tricks and stuff they would play, especially with an incumbent in the race, for example. And um, I thought that was very interesting. So, for example, there was like a third candidate that was put in our race as a means to split the vote. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of the people that were a part of the Democratic Party wouldn't even stand next to me in group photos because they didn't want to be affiliated with me. They were like, I'm friends with the incumbent. And it was like being a part of the big boys club. And I felt like... um, I was, a, I was like such an outsider. Like they did such a good job making me feel like an outcast. And I think that's what was the most um, unfortunate, saddest part about that experience. 
Wow. And, and you probably, as like an 18 year old, I think that would really, really affect my like confidence. So I cannot imagine, um, like you were so brave for taking that step and enduring all of that. Um, so as Muslim American women, um, we constantly have to balance being good enough in our culture, religion, career, and family life. How do you balance all of these expectations and stay quote unquote good enough for everyone? You know, that is such a good question because I think that's something I still struggle with on a day-to-day basis. But what's helped a lot is like the idea of balance that, you know, there are cultural norms. I come from a traditionally conservative Pakistani household. So the idea of like, as a girl, I should help, you know, around the house, I should help cook and clean and do things like that. Like, I definitely do that. And I maintain um, those expectations as well, just because I think it's practical and realistic for me to um, understand like some of the cultural norms and implications that come with that. And I think on the flip side, my mom is also very encouraging to about like running for higher office, like being involved in politics and doing that. So it's a matter of um, maintaining all of that. But something that I really struggled with was I found that I was too Muslim for, you know, westernized mainstream American media, and I wasn't Muslim enough for my own community. And it's because, like, I wear makeup, and I, when you're campaigning, you can't discriminate. You talk to everyone. You talk to boys. You, you know, have to engage and interact with different walks of life and different people, and people didn't really like that. They thought that I was super out there because of that. And it's just an interesting dynamic. And like I said, it's all about maintaining that balance, and it's something that I'm still learning every day, but um, hope to one day master uh, successfully. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think we are always being pulled in all these different directions as Muslim women. Like there's like Western expectations, there's Muslim expectations, there's expectations from home. And I'm so glad that you have a support system that like really works for you. And don't worry, like you have plenty of time to figure it out. Um, and you have such a bright future ahead of you, inshallah. Um, so Talking about the world of politics, how do you stay real to yourself, true to yourself in the world of politics where people don't always have the best intentions? Yeah, so I always tell people that um, my faith teaches me that intention comes before everything and good things happen to good intentioned people. So I always say like niyat comes before anything and everything. So I try to maintain that belief system and having such a strong belief in that idea and that core principle is something that is a guiding tenant of mine. And, you know, I think that I, I intuitive, intuitively just can tell when someone is being genuine with me or not. And something that I try to do is I try to re, uh, stay true to my utmost authentic self. So I tell people, you know, like I come from this traditionally conservative Pakistani family. So I live at home with my parents. I I don't have the option to move out until, you know, later down the line, for example, I'm super transparent about these things and the different cultural norms that it comes with. And I think social media has helped me stay authentic and true to myself as well. And I think social media has been a great way to uh, just stay connected with people. And again, break that third wall down and, to show perspectives in different ways as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think being vulnerable on social media and showing like what your life is like can really help like, you know, voters, but just people in general connect with you. Um, talking about like connecting with your greatest audience. So it's like a great transition into my next question. Tell me more about the documentary coming out and featuring you as well as a few other powerful women. Oh my gosh, yes. I'm so excited about this. So um, I've actually been in a couple of documentary and TV series before. So I was in a documentary with Rashida Tlaib and Stacey Abrams and that 
on PBS uh, last year in the summer in 2020. And this year I'm part of a Hulu documentary that is coming out tomorrow, actually, on Saturday, March 13th. And it's called Our America Women Forward. And it follows myself and a couple other women around. So one woman works for NASA and she's in charge of getting the first person on Mars. She's in charge of getting the first woman on the moon. Uh, so very exciting feats on that aspect. And then another woman is like a gold medal Olympian. Um, and one woman is me, which is so exciting to be grouped with women of such high caliber. And I think they did a great job showing and showcasing my story, some of the struggles that I went through and things that I had to combat um, while being a young person running for office. Wow, mashallah. Um, I'm literally getting a Hulu membership tomorrow just to watch it. <laughs> so I'm really excited. Um, so thank you so much, Bushra, for being with me um, and talking to me today. I just have one last question for you that I ask at the end of every episode. What is one piece of advice you have for a young Muslima trying to figure out her faith and her career? Oh, that is such a good question. Um, in terms of faith and career, I would definitely say mentors are key. And I think spiritual mentors, professional mentors, mentors who you just are able to cultivate a strong relationship with, all of those people to rely on, people who are older than you, have a bit more wisdom, lean on those individuals and those folks, and you will go a very long way with that expertise, skill set, and background. Because these people have been through journeys where they have learned things over the course of their years that they can share with us, you know, in the span of minutes to save us from those troubles. So, I always say never burn a bridge because you never know when you'll have to cross one again. And everyone from your professors at school to your managers at work to, you know, your own parents and the people in the community, anyone can become your mentor. But the best way to, I think, cultivate and nurture that relationship is just by reaching out and asking for things. So that's what I would say um, to that question. Absolutely. I personally have benefits benefited so much from having mentors and I think that you know learning from somebody who has already experienced something that you're looking to get into is just so so helpful um thank you so much Bushra for being on here I really appreciate you taking out time to speak to me um and we're really excited for your documentary to come out tomorrow make sure to follow Bushra on Instagram I'll link her at in the show description um thank you so much thank you so much for having me Asma you asked such wonderful questions that were super provoking and I really enjoyed our conversation of course salam alaikum salam Thank you all for listening to this episode of Muslima Podcast. Make sure to follow and subscribe and check out our Instagram at muslima.podcast. Thank you all and see you next week.